What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Bronche. I am Julissa. What's up, everybody? This is Skittles. And today, we are very excited to have Jozo, Joe and Dozo, an old high school friend of ours who went to LaGuardia, who is currently out in L.A. working as a music producer. What a lot of people don't know is that Joe has done a vast majority of the music for Skittles Music TV on my YouTube channel. And so... It's awesome to have people, to have him come on the podcast and have people get to know. Joe, who the fuck are you? I would like to get to know myself, too. (laughs) (laughs) I think you guys are going to help me out. (laughs) I sit around all by myself all day producing music, like you said. I don't get to talk to my friends as often as I would like to so this is an ideal day nice yes yes and we are really excited to have you here um we've known you since LaGuardia so that means that you were doing music stuff since like high school yeah. and probably earlier so where were like Joe's early like music years yeah. I, I already knew I wanted to do exactly what I'm doing now uh since I was like in sixth grade I knew I, I my my first dream was to go to Berkeley Mm. We we a lot of us had that yeah, dream we, too. We both applied. Yeah, and uh, it was too ex- too damn expensive. Too expensive. Too I got expensive. I didn't get in the first time. I got in the second time oh. I auditioned. Nice. And I still couldn't go because it was too expensive. Yeah, I and they to, don't have yeah. a good retention rate because they're too expensive. So that's right. What's up? Like, do you want <laughs> students or not? Like, Seriously, especially with like the likes of like they have Lauren Hill on their on their you know successful alumni. Oh uh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Like, I think she only went for, like, a couple of semesters, but... Yeah, the best they do. still, yeah. The best do. Some, like, all of the LaGuardians who, like, the most successful ones, like, didn't fully finish. Like, yeah. Al Pacino did not finish. Azealia Banks did no. not finish. No. Did Nikki finish? I think she did. Nikki I think finished. she Atta did. Girl. Yeah. She Atta did Girl. Yeah. Atta Girl, yeah. Finish. Finish. Jen Aniston probably finished. Yeah, Jen Aniston. Yeah, we had a, good, a few good ones. But then, yeah, so then how how do you find LaGuardia? Um, I went to a, a magnet middle, uh, intermediate school, middle school, uh, for, for the arts. And, um, I was in the, the music program there and a lot of my friends there also went to LaGuardia. Nice. nice. So that was, that was the path. I and was then on. when you got to LaGuardia, what did you major in? What did I, m- music? <laughs> yes. Obviously music. I know that, I know you for playing the guitar. Right. But that was in but Music I, Singers. No, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't audition with the guitar. I think I did, though. But I played trumpet my first year. Yo. Nice. I was, I was fourth trumpet in, in any band. Uh, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was fourth trumpet in middle school, fourth, third trumpet in, in, in freshman year. And, uh, but I stuck to it. Yes. Nice. I'm not first trumpet, but I'm first me. Yay. Yes. So, like, uh, my first memories of you getting to work with you were in New Music Singers. Um, we obviously had other classes together. When did you start, for the people who don't know, New Music Singers was a class for songwriting. Yeah. When did you start writing music? Sixth grade. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I, I remember I, I made a, 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 yeah, I started writing songs around then, and I bought myself, like, a, a four-track a cassette recorder and that's how I first recorded myself nice. um, just uh, overdubbing and onto cassette tape and and um, eventually I uh, I made I made it like an album in nice. like seventh what grade what was it called? Waiting for Something 
Hey, uh, that is the most seventh grade <laughs> emotional shit I, I, I've ever heard. I, I, <laughs> last time I was, I, I went back home. I found that CD. Oh I, I sold it to all my friends and stuff and teachers. And how so much? How much for the mixtape? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, seven bucks maybe. Wow, <laughs> damn! I mean, expensive. Yes. <laughs> Five dollars. Yeah. Like, I, I, I made more then <laughs> than now. I think. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Yeah, it was oh, direct to me. You yeah. know, there's no funneling of, you know. of the money. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> but I listened back to that record and I feel the same way still. Oh. Oh. I haven't changed. <laughs> I haven't changed. I was like, I'm still waiting for something. Yes. Still waiting for something. Uh, we are, we're all still waiting we're for something. We're all still waiting for something. I think back then I was waiting for the bus. <laughs> I, was ta- I was saying about waiting for like the bus to take me home after school. I don't know. But That's right now, funny. there's no bus. I don't know what I'm, I'm waiting for. Something spectacular. spectacular. Uh, so then you graduate from LaGuardia and you go to Purchase. Right. SUNY Purchase, State University of New York. Great school. Amazing school. I loved being there. I'm still friends with a lot of people that I met through there. So it was worthwhile. Yeah. It was a worthwhile time. Word. And so after you got to purchase, so, you know, we'll get into later a bit of your story and how you got here. Um, but I want to learn a little bit more about Joe and your bronche habits. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, Joe, what is your favorite brunch plate? Like, um, it would be um, some some type of egg dish. Mm. How, how scrambled, do you scrambled cooks? that egg up. Yeah, you like scrambled. Four eggs, three eggs. The more, the merrier. <laughs> the, more, the, the more merrier. eggs, the merrier. <laughs> you gotta eat eggs. Yeah. Um, if you're vegan, eat eggs. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't skip the eggs. Eggs are honestly like not for nothing. I really do love eggs. I love eating eggs prepared in several different ways. I have a certain affinity to hard boiled eggs. I, I really I like hard boiled. I love deviled eggs. Like mm, yes, eggs. deviled I eggs. Deviled I love deviled eggs. eggs too. I love potato salad, Dominican style with the eggs. Yes, with the eggs in it. it. That's Dominican style because my. I mean, okay, we were just La- talking. Yeah, yeah, Latinx style. Okay, okay. <laughs> we're not gonna do this whole it's Puerto Rican. Next thing Joe's gonna jump and say it's Filipino. It's Filipino. I don't know, but the potato salads. That include egg to me are top-notch potato salad. Mm. I love me a good egg salad sandwich. Yeah. Have you had? Have you had? Uh, there's deviled egg potato salad. Yes, oh, I have. God. It's delicious. I haven't Joe. had that. It's, it's <laughs> really good. Like it's not, really good. Not my I want to be in your corner of heaven <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I fuck with eggs hard. So, um, what is your favorite brunch drink? to wash the eggs down with oh just a pitcher of coffee is all oh really so you're a, you're a big pitcher person i think a pitcher person coffee pitcher. person <laughs> <laughs> you're, no, big, you're, you're a big pitcher person <laughs> as i hold up big, a picture but you know what I should, no but you know where you I gotta think up? the big pitcher right because no there are brunch places where you can order many pitchers instead of mm. like the drinks so in my head i'm like oh you're a person who orders a pitcher to themselves but i really meant to say coffee so yeah. you're a big coffee person over alcohol at a over over pitchers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely addicted to coffee nice what's more your, than pitchers are do you have like a real affinity for coffee like are you a coffee snob do you know like good shit about coffee because to me no, a lot no. of it tastes the same yeah 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 I think that's that's my preference. I I prefer coffee to just taste the same. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love you, coffee. <laughs> I don't care 
how you're 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 like soaked i don't care if you were in a jacuzzi you know <laughs> while you were brewing and, and you're like ultra special because you know you're from guatemala i just i just like you because you're you because you're you coffee for coffee and ode to coffee 7-eleven coffee what are we waiting fine. for? I'm fine. Coffee. coffee. Waiting for something. What are you waiting for? It's coffee. Coffee. We've unlocked it. That's yes. it. That's my next Party record. Party done. We've, yeah. we've done our job here, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, so what was it like going out to eat as a kid? Going out to eat? Oh. Um, for, for brunch? Or just in general. Like, Joe, young Joe, someone says, we're going out to eat. What was that like? Where do we go? Oh, um, well, I grew up in Staten Island, New York. So, south, 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 Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> as south as you can get. As south as you possibly can it doesn't look get. like the Bronx. Right. <laughs> but almost feels like the south. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that part Island. is true. Staten Island really does feel like the south. Um, an Italian restaurant o- over there. Uh, a really nice pizzeria. Wait, I think I went to that with you. Did I? Did I don't we know. Go? I feel pizza, like I went to a pizza, pizza place, place with you. Down. Oh my god. I'm so sad. Those are the good. Yeah. I took all my friends there. <laughs> nice. So it was like a did but th- was it a whole like family affair? Were you guys like was that like the special spot? Oh yeah, I put on my best hat <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my Sunday shoes. <laughs> well, you know, it was after church sometimes, you know. Yeah. You know, so mm. I was dressed nicely. Yeah. To get some <laughs> good ass pizza. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And and uh Italian ices afterwards. So Ooh. that that that's the Staten Island go to nice. staple. What's your flavor? Italian ice? Yeah. Yeah. Uh probably like a um I'm really boring. It's like vanilla. No, there's uh, there's a thing. So do you get the ones that it's I it's like frozen icy and ice cream as well? The, the custard yeah, like, like Rita's like in New Jersey Rita's yeah. water ice. Do they have those or is it just like water ice? I think they might have those. I I don't remember, but I I always got the water ice. The yeah. water ice, yeah. nice. Yeah, because yeah, I rem- I like I feel like I've always been like fruit punch. Yeah, Italian icy. But then when you like get vocal. introduced, when you get introduced to Rita's, it's like creamier mm-hmm. and less water and ice yeah i like it i dig it i like the cu- i like the creamier rita's ices too yeah but i know that i always did like a a, a fruit punch i think it might have been because i wanted red lips <laughs> you know like <laughs> i love that yeah it was your lipstick you literally yeah. used to eat Pick certain flavors to stain your lips the color. I 100%. Right, and how you eat it. <laughs> yeah. like, Trying to do a man meat to get it in the line. Yeah, yeah. even with fruit roll-ups, <laughs> like, you know, like, sucking on the right color of the fruit mm-hmm. roll-ups. Trying to do the tongue. Remember tongue tattoos? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not a tattoo guy. I don't have one either, but I remember those tongue tattoos. I used to want to get it right so mm. bad. Right. Um, anyway, so what is your favorite bochinche topic? to discuss at the brunch table what do you like to talk about um well it depends on who i'm with right so is it, is, am i with family or friends whoever whatever mm. wherever you find yourself if i'm with family oh it's just you know catching up on the remembering the old times the good old times, the good old times. yeah why can't it be more like 
good old time. <laughs> <laughs> I I find that when that happens with my family a lot, a lot of embarrassing stories come up about my youth. Do you have like one story that your parents tell over and over again at like family gatherings about well, you? I was it's it's probably one that I also uh, I also say it's when I crashed the car at four years old. Oh, <laughs> can we hear that story? <laughs> well, you know when you're a kid, you're trying to you, you you're 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 learning. You're yeah. you're a sponge. And I just wanted to be like like mommy and daddy and with you know, mommy and daddy they sat <laughs> Mommy and Daddy. <laughs> my mom and dad, my mother and father, when they um <laughs> all grown ass man talking about mommy and daddy. Mommy I, and daddy. I, I, was, <laughs> I gotta update the story. I, I that's how I told it when I was like six. <laughs> <laughs> Your mother and your father. Then. No, they. I just copied what they did. They took the 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 jingly metal thing, mm -hmm. and they sat up front and they put it into the thing under the wheel. Yeah. That 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 is shaped like many kids' toys. Right. You know. So I I, I mimicked that and I um started the car, uh, one day and I had my sister with me in the passenger seat. And I live on a busy street on Staten Island. Mm. And um, uh, I remember we, we rolled out of the driveway mm -hmm. and we crashed into a van. And uh, the next, well, the next, the, the next memory was like my mom like screaming, like, ah, and, and, like, <laughs> oh and no. I'm like, why, why are no. you mad? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my God. I did a fun thing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the cops came. You know, assessed, and I, I remember that the 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 damage on that car, right? You know, till, to this day. Wow. The ass whooping you would have gotten if it were my family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. At four, don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I had my, <laughs> and I had my three-year-old sister next to oh, me. So. The oh, the ass whooping of God. your life at four, and you would have never learned to drive from the trauma that would have gotten oh. into your veins. My sister hasn't learned how to drive yet, but I did, and I'm. I think I've overcame that uh, that trauma. So. Yeah. This lemonade right now. Yeah, so, so can you tell us a little bit about this lemonade we're drinking, Juan? So this lemonade is popping. It was brought to you by Joe and Dozo. Limondozo. Limondozo. Mm -hmm. His backyard lemon tree, which for those of you watching is right behind us. Yo, these are <laughs> literally like the signs of, of oranges, some of them. It's yeah. incredible. It's a beautiful tree. We should yeah. get one just for the... the let me grab one. Just to show. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get this demo. They won't believe you. I'll, I'll how, reach you. I'll how reach, big I'll reach and get it. So okay, you got it. Yeah, you're closer. I'll, I'll van white this. So <laughs> what's happening here is I think this one's closer already. So um, these lemons are quite huge. They're literally the sizes of oranges. Um, mm. And so it, you could make a whole picture, you know, with just a couple of these. Um, so And it's so good. How often do you make lemonade, Joe? Not not too often, not too often. Most of these lemons go to waste. No way. Yeah. Have you ever thought of like selling them at like a farmer's market or some shit? No, I haven't. I haven't thought about that. Yeah, I, I feel like that. I'd make that money however um, I could. I'd be eating lemon every motherfucking thing if I had that tree yeah, in my house. Yeah, yeah. My mom, lemon cake. My mom is like, look at me. I <laughs> buy lemons. Look at me like a fool. I'm <laughs> buying lemons. You have your own lemon tree. My family would kill to have a lemon tree. Also because like lemon is so good for you like not to go on a side yeah. sidebar, but lemon is so healing. 
Um, it is. And so drinking it even in a glass of water a day, like just one lemon in a glass of water a day, does so much for your body. Mm. Um, if you get sick, like this is like, you know, and whatever it's called, an anti-something, anti-inflammatory, mm. anti-a lot of shit, antibacterial. Um, mm. So it's really good for your stomach. So everybody should eat more lemons if you don't already. Lemonade, lemonade. Very good for you. Um, dope. So now we're going to move into our cheers to the ladies who, where we shout out people doing dope shit. So, Joe, you went to a rally yesterday. Why don't yeah. you tell us about this little rally you was at? Oh, I was, well, it was a wonderful rally for the Democratic uh, presidential candidate, Andrew Yang. Tell us a little bit about Andrew. Well, first, first of all, I don't like him just because he's Asian. <laughs> Let's clear the, wa- the Let's air right clear now. Clear the air. There's more things. Yeah. Smart, probably the smartest uh, candidate uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and offers a vision that I can get behind. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a political guy. Yeah. I am not. I'm very quiet. Yeah. I do my part. But I'm very quiet about it. Yeah. But this... This guy, this Yang guy, is making me loud. Yeah. He's making me loud. What about him? So, like, what are some of the things on his platforms that he, like, sort of talks about? Or if, like, there's, like, a main focus. Like, when people talk about Bernie, you know, and they try to, like, sort of exaggerate it, they're, like, he basically is, like, social, like trying to push some sort of socialism onto this country, um, which obviously is an exaggerating thing, but he's known for that. But what is, like, Andrew known for? What is the platform that he's running on? He has... Uh he, he he has a lot of policies that um, he's he, he he's uh, conjured up. He has about like ninety, probably the most uh, any mm-hmm. candidate has, um, and very clear uh, clear plans. Um, he's a um, a uh, he's an, a serial entrepreneur. Mm. He's not a politician at heart. Gotcha. He's a problem solver at heart. Uh, so he he has a long list of of policies. But the main one is the uh, the freedom dividend. Mm. Have you are you familiar with it? I was gonna say I'm not familiar. What's that? It is uh, a rebranding of uh, universal basic income. Have you heard of uh, UBI universal universal? I've heard basic yeah, I've heard income. some on it. But tell me a little more. The idea, the, the the idea about universal basic income, is that as a right of citizenship, your country owes you x amount of x dollars. Amount, of x amount of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for the rest of your life. Yeah. And um, there's some countries have done that. There's one state already in America who that does that. Hmm. Alaska. I was going to say, is it Alaska? Yeah. Alaska does that uh, for about like 37 years. They've done that. And that's a deep red state. Right. It was passed by a Republican governor. Right. Um, so it's tried and true, I think. Yeah. Um, so... The freedom dividend, uh, Andrew Yang's offer is a thousand bucks a month. Mm. When you turn eighteen, a thousand bucks a month, twelve thousand dollars a year. Mm. Uh, no questions asked. Um, uh, it's not taxable. It's it's money f- for you to do whatever that could you be want rent, with it. That could be groceries. That's that right. Car payment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Car repair. Um, yeah. And you can just let your imagination run wild with it. And would this, so this money would come from like tax dollars, I suppose, in general. 
Yes, it would, it would be a uh, value-added tax, a VAT tax, um, uh, focused on, on um, the big technological companies, uh, Netflix, Amazon, uh, companies like that. Gotcha. Um, companies who currently pay zero dollars in federal tax. In federal taxes, yeah. I was going to say, a lot of these yeah. companies don't even pay taxes, like yeah. these big major companies. It's like, how do they get away with that? So right. it's it sounds like a way to sort of reclaim that money. Right. Because it's like billions. So what it is, it's like, uh, mm. f- it w- as a citizen, you're, you're, you're getting, you're, you're like a shareholder to the, the, to the country. Right. Uh, whose main export is technology. Mm. And so for every Google search, for every Facebook ad, everybody gets a sliver right, of that. Right, right, right. Um, Interesting. For every um, um, self-driving car mile. You know, right. uh, it, 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 it takes, it takes it back and brings it back to yeah. people. So. No, that's super cool. I didn't know, I don't know much. I, I don't know too much about his platform. There's been so many Dems that have come forward, you know, and announced their run for presidency that it's been like hard to keep up with everyone. Yeah. But I do know that there's a lot of enthusiasm behind him. Uh, Absolutely. On the internet, especially. I'm a big internet boy. <laughs> Um, a lot of free time. Yeah. Um, uh, and he, 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 there's a lot of excitement and there's, a, there's a lot of, um, he's very memeable. If you just like look up hashtag Yang Gang, <laughs> the, Yang memes, can't the memes find. are The Yang gold. Gang got the hammer and the wrench. No, <laughs> sorry. Love that. Awesome. So, um, you know, if you could like give a like quick like pitch to someone as to why they should vote for this guy, why should we vote for Andrew Yang? Well, (laughs) without getting emotional, (laughs) that'll get hard. That'll be hard. Um, Well, I um, I know a lot of people don't know me. They don't trust me, but trust me. I don't know. I, I I was I was uh completely like captivated ever since I heard him on. He's uh, he's been on various podcasts and interviews, and he I've never seen a candidate um, bridging the gap between different sides of the left and right mm. and, mm. and um and and um and uh, uh, identities. You read com you read the comment sections. Yeah. You won't you won't see a comment section that is so um. That that is bringing people together. Yeah. You know, say what you want about comment sections, hell on earth, <laughs> for for you know a lot of the internet. Yeah. But it's really, uh, he's really providing a vision that is, that 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 touches anybody. And yeah. you know, a thousand bucks a month, Medicare for all. Yeah. I mean, just. I mean, I'm 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 on the optimistic side of of things, and just imagine, you know, like, you know, I know, you know, there's there's hell in many corners of the world in this in 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 America. Yeah. But you have to counter it with a with a vision. Yeah. With a with a where do you want to go? Yeah. And he's he, and he's very clear-minded and focused and confident, and and um. And his thing is the numbers. He's a big math guy. He he sells hats that says math on it. Mm, mm-hmm. And and the crowd chants math, <laughs> PowerPoint. <laughs> like literally, like la- yesterday hilarious. at the rally, he's like, at the State of the Union address, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, it's 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 such a weird like 
creepy like uh, form of theater, you know, mm-hmm. like that we're forced to watch. Yeah. But he, you know, when he's when he's uh, when he's when he's going to deliver the State of the Union address, mm-hmm. he'll show a PowerPoint of the progress that that that's been made. Right. You know, right. data driven. Yeah, I was going to say data driven optics. Optimism. You know? Yeah, and so what are your thoughts then on like the Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and all these folks? I I know for me it's been really interesting because I'm like, huh, everybody has found what their edge is or what the thing is that makes them like votable, and it feels like that is giving them sort of energy to enter. But I wonder if we're being strategic, like not to be like the devil's advocate of everything. Like I'm glad that we have a lot of people running. That's what the country should be. We should have different voices who are up for grabs to to Mm. sort of support. But I wonder about, it almost feels like clickbait, if that makes Mm. sense, the way that these people sort of come about. And after a while, like there are voters who just are not trying to Google and like go to rallies and aren't going deep into the subculture. And and look, I'm even calling it a subculture Mm. of like politics and understanding who we're voting for. So I do think that we run the risk with a lot of candidates of like, for example, like with Andrew Yang, like. I don't I don't know any I'm not, not even a bad thing but like if it's just like yeah he's a math guy and like so then people who are like into that are just going to believe that but not make do their due diligence on the rest of the platform then that scares me same with the Joe Bidens and the Bernie Sanders and the Kamala Harris's and Kamala Harris is a woman of color like I'm here for that really hard but I don't know that that means I want her to be the president of the United States. But then it also plays with the politics, like emotionally of the voters where it's like, but if I say that, is that fucked up? Like, is that me not supporting women of color in a time where I should just do it because we want the visibility? Um, So I just think it's really interesting um, for me. So what are your thoughts on some of the other candidates or like why you're not voting for them or why they don't pique your interest as much? A lot of candidates get the eye roll from me. They get the eye roll, hmm. um, and and um, just I don't know. Check out check out you know Andrew Yang how he just I don't know uh, twenty minutes and um, you'll see it's 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 a, it's a different thing you know yeah it's a different it's a different um, way of communicating yeah that kind of hits home yeah and um, the. The the numbers are, are, are showing and, and they're growing for him mm. and I'm 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 excited. Cool, very yeah. cool. And more important news. More important. <laughs> more important news. No, um, I just thought it was interesting that on the same day that you were going to a rally for Andrew Yang, there was a band of Britney Spears fans protesting out of city, um, outside of City Hall in in West Hollywood. Really. Um, because there's this giant conspiracy that she is being held against her will in this conservatorship at the mental health facility that she's been at. Um, and, you know, there's this giant conspiracy that, like, she, that her life was spiraling out of control and she wasn't taking the medications that she needed to be taking and that her camp felt that if they didn't take control, she would be dead. And so, you know, this whole thing was that she was doing this Vegas residency. They canceled it. Apparently, there's this conspiracy that her father was like, if you don't get it together, I'm going to cancel the show. And that was him doing that. Mm. Um, But it also begs to ask the question, like, why is this girl under a conservatorship that is usually given to people who are completely incapacitated Mm. and unable to make decisions for themselves? 
um, like she literally can't buy a Starbucks coffee without asking her father for permission. This has been on over 10 years since from 2008 to 2018. However, she's been able to go on world tours, have a multi-million dollar um, residency, you know, mm-hmm. record albums, go on TV, do interviews. Um, but she That's can't. something right there. Exactly. So right there. the Britney fans have created a hashtag called Free Britney, and they were protesting outside of City Hall literally as you were at the Andrew Yang. Um, okay. Is that an, on Andrew's platform? Because clearly, yo, Andrew, what you trying to do this, with? How is Andrew going to support the Britney <laughs> Spears? <laughs> you know, hostage situation we have going yeah. on. It's a very pressing issue in this nation. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so now we're going to move into our tuta loca. I don't is. know. I don't know what he would do. <laughs> um, but it'd be really funny. He's a really yeah. funny guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I look forward to looking yeah. into some of his stuff actually yeah. getting to know him a little better so we're going to move into our tuta loca es where we call motherfuckers out for doing the most so there have been quite a few news stories circling back again that are demonstrating you know how the value of black lives just isn't at the stature that it needs to be at this nation mm-hmm. um we had the case in florida where the young man um, was like a, a, someone was getting arrested and he was sort of like getting at the cop. The cops pepper sprays him in the eye, knocks him down to the ground, beats a tenant to the concrete, mm-hmm. um, and blows his face up. And it's somehow justifiable. It's caught on camera. The gentleman is just reassigned from his role. Um, then we also had down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. There was a trans woman who was beaten uh, horribly by like a mob of guys. And uh, it was all caught on camera. Um, which we really need to like also discuss like this culture of pulling out your camera and filming it and not actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, it was all caught on camera and the only way that she was uh, saved was because a group of women literally went in, pulled the guy off of her and like grabbed an arm, grabbed an arm, grabbed an arm and dragged her off and stuff like wow. that. Yeah. Um and so there was like an arrest made, but it was a mob of guys. It wasn't just one guy. It was like several men. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, in this case, it was black men mm-hmm. beating on a black trans woman. Right. Right. Um, and, and I mean, because the issue is so layered, right? Mm-hmm. It's within our community, but then also outside of our community. And black churches are burning. Like, mm-hmm. yes, uh, Nor- 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 Notre Dame, Notre Dame, you know, mm-hmm. um, burned down. But like... So have several black churches and the way that they were able to raise millions of dollars just like within hours of the fire and the fact that Flint still hadn't had clean water at that point and it seems like the sort of like highlighting of that for some reason, the timeliness of it just like allowed for some changes to be happening finally in Flint. But like it, it just sort of like begs the question, like, have we like did we like pause the fact that like black lives need to matter a little more? Like, I feel like we haven't. Um, touch the issue hasn't been on the high end of anyone's agenda again and things are still happening and like you said there's a lot of recording happening and so what we're looking at is like some like a way that we are able to now just have these things happen they'll happen for a second and then we just have these videos that exist and it's like evergreen trauma like Mm -hmm. it is now recorded and relived but we don't go back to these victims we don't go back to the scene of these crimes and we don't really try to understand 
is the community okay? Like, the mm-hmm. things that we're witnessing happening sort of on the fly are pretty fucking traumatic. Mm-hmm. So, but we are not treating it like tra- traumatic situations. Like, hey, fucking Katrina. There's still trauma from Katrina. I don't care how long ago mm-hmm. that happened. There's still people whose lives suffered some severe trauma because of that. And we don't think about those people anymore. We don't. Like, you know what I mean? We're talking about Flint. And even Flint is, like, long overdue with help. And then what about the 10 other things that we just haven't recorded yet or we haven't mm-hmm. decided to tackle? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just overwhelming. I think yeah. at this point, Joe, I don't know how you, well, here's, here's the thing with Andrew Yang. Um, imagine like a thousand bucks a month. Um, a lot of people hear about the issues, right? And, um, and they, they, they sort of write it down. It's like, all right, I'm going to think about that. Let's solve that but they don't have enough energy to really do it, right? To, to really, because it takes a tremendous amount of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, beca- and on top of, like, if, even if you're living in a, in a, in a way that your, your own life energy is being sucked out, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, your, your, your work or school or, or just like, a, even like a bad relationship, it sucks out energy. Like, there's, yeah. there's, there's an an infinite number of vampire energy vampires out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's cool about Andrew Yang is like imagine a thousand bucks a month, how much energy you get back that you don't have to fight. You know, it's like the 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 he he describes it as like getting the um, it's like a, a boot being lifted off your neck, mm. you know, and um, once you get to like sort of a baseline you're you're there's like a there's like a there's like a there's a psychological um uh change that happens you know when you have when you feel you don't have to fight for your life every day every month um and so what 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 happens is you start to focus that energy towards social issues and and uh your communities You, you don't have to fight for your just own survival yeah and i think that the other like the other side of that is also like how do we hold people accountable into the way that they have to like treat each other so like alleviating these communities but also like a lot of the issues or like the dude who beat that that woman like might be falling on some hard times and his frustration of life overall having to have financial struggles could lead to that sort of toxic behavior maybe sure we can make that line but like how do we hold people accountable to just not treat people like shit when it's not about your socioeconomic status and it's just about human to human like i see you and you're a black person and i think you're the value of your life is at this level and thus i will treat you this way mm-hmm. um there's so much to be said about that and i think that maybe that's even why for me i haven't settled on a candidate it's because i'm like it's a hard sort of intangible thing to tackle but i think at the core it's one it's such an important thing because we can have the funds and then what you know there was a time where there was a really big thriving black economy like that they don't teach us about back in the day and like cities were literally burned to the ground because they were wealthy black cities and so and that came from a place of hate and not from a place of the our community not having resources to work with Mm. um so it's just interesting there's so many layers to this shit it's very complex very complex Mm -hmm. Um, so Joe, 
Let's move into you a little bit. What so, do you want to yes. know? So now we're going to talk about our topic from New York to L.A. So, you know, we're out California. here in L.A. from New York. We're a long way from I miss from my home. pizza. Yeah, New York pizza, And right? my water yeah. ice. Right, yes, better. And apparently Mexican food. Yeah, somebody was telling us. Somebody that told us that L.A. does not have good Mexican food, which is the is exact opposite of what I've always heard. Sounds like a joke. <laughs> yeah. Sounds this untrue. This is where it's at yeah. for Mexican food. Um, San Diego? Yeah. So, yeah. which might be a thing. Yeah. I feel like maybe. But yeah. um, n- either way, like, you know, we're a long ways from home right now. Um, and we're here for the same reasons a lot of c- people come here. There's people to meet, you know, projects to be worked on. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's almost like uh, if you don't come out to L.A., then are you even in the game? Like, mm-hmm. there's this thing around mm-hmm. L.A. Um, but coming from New York and from Staten Island, which is right. like it's New York and it's just like even more so a different pocket of New York. Um, where did like the where did it all begin? So like, Joe, we talked a little bit at the top of show about your beginnings, but like really, truly, you get into school and you do college stuff, you leave purchase. Like what was Joe's next steps to really like kicking off what brought you here to L.A.? Well, after after graduating, I I didn't do too much. I stayed in New York for three years. I, I, I lived at home. I worked part-time at an after-school program. Um, and um, uh, playing live sometimes and, and, um, and, and, uh, and still writing. But I was, I was definitely pulled into L.A. I was like, like, you guys know, you guys got pulled here. You guys. Right, right. There, there's like there's a, there's a little devil tongue in in in, uh, in an LA person is like oh <laughs> when you when you moving out here yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah literally when when you gonna you moving out here yeah. <laughs> you should move out here is everything's happening here yeah so that freaked me out yeah now now it freaks me out um because it's such a thing um but I want to make my voice heard yeah. Don't leave New York. New York's the best. New York's the best. You know, really let people know because I tell yeah. people that Honestly, shit all the time. Ain't nowhere better than New York. Like I'm very biased, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and I've experienced a lot of love in New York from you guys and, and a lot of friends and family. So I have, you know, there's 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 a lot of gravity yeah. there. No, but I'm it's but the idea of like sorry. Uh, the idea of like you have to leave one of the greatest cities ever right to make to, it to make it is kind of like uh, a trap in, in a way and yeah. for a lot of people it is because because the, the 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 you know nobody wins in la very few people win you sort of just play the game so for me it's been like okay i want to experience i want to have la experiences in my life mm-hmm. so what I've had a variety of ex- LA experiences that I wouldn't have had in New York. Like what? What are some of those experiences? Oh well, you know, just like this. Crap. <laughs> just this whole fucking going, pool going to the beach and um, hiking, all you know, all, all the LA things. Right. Uh, Mexican food, uh, just on and on. Um, <coughs> also, like hustling in a different city. Hmm. You know, starting coming here knowing little only few people but i was like going to open mics every week mm-hmm. to make friends and and perform and and so just like do do the hustle so it's it's been interesting do it move to la for the yeah. challenge you yeah. know well the main idea is like you know 
figure out what's the hardest thing that you could do that's that you feel like is within your um, ability. And for me, for, fortunately, it was like I, I, the, I, I had the opportunity to come out here. I, I, <coughs> I had some connections and, and um, was able to do things. Yeah. So. And so, like, when you first got here, like, what were some of the challenges that you faced? The, um, well, the main one that just comes up to mind is homesickness. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and no one really talks about it because it hurts. Right. Especially for me, uh, growing up in a Filipino family. And um, uh, it's just like, I felt like I'm doing a very selfish thing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, this is my third year. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll sacrifice three years of family time. But at the same time, I, I, I've been able to, to keep touch and keep in touch and, and um, uh, see people. And I have some family out here, but it's just like it really broke, breaks their heart in a way. What was what were your parents' reaction when you were leaving? Were they super supportive? Oh, super like supportive. My dad drove me out here. <laughs> nice. nice. He, was, uh, he was like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. And he, when he dropped me off, uh, he, we went... He, uh, I, I, I stayed over a good friend, a uh, good friend of mine, and and they're like one of their neighbors is like this, like this, like uh, psychedelic mo- motorcycle riding, like hippie guy, and <coughs> my dad's like reaction to meeting him is like, wow, this is really L.A. It's like, okay, <laughs> you're, you're gonna be around this, okay, 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 nice, you got it, you awesome. got it. So, is there anything that like? like New York versus LA which city has influenced your work the most um New York um the the main themes in my music is about um is about home and about like finding home leaving home I mean a lot I think a lot of music does that it's like you you want to you, 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 it's it's the it's the hero's journey, you know. So 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 the I guess the 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 main thing between like New York and LA is like, where does your, where what's your hero's journey? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the most heroic thing you can do, and 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 aim for that, yeah. and um and that can happen in New York. You know, there's plenty of like heroic, uh, heroic adventures you can have there, and I and uh, I think about my own over there. And um, I miss it, so. Yeah, dope. So I was just thinking as you were speaking how fun it would be to just kind of ask you a bunch of different like New York versus LA questions. Oh, sure. Um, And the first one that comes to mind is Shake Shack or In-N-Out? <laughs> Shake Shack. In-N-Out can go to hell. <laughs> oh, right. You heard it here. All right. Um, what like about... Oh my God! Uh, fuck! I had it in my head just now. In and out, Shake Shack. There's something else that we do that we have in. Well, I would say nightlife here. Cause nightlife. nightlife here or New York. Oh, I get. I have more fun in New York for sure. Yeah, I, I I've experienced that the last time I was out in LA. I was like. This is not as lit as New York. I feel bad. I feel like I'm hating on LA for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, <laughs> you guys are like enjoying yourselves. But, <laughs> no, it's but I think I think it, it also comes from the, uh, the fact that you literally have spent three years living out here, whereas our experience has always been a weekend or a right. week or right. a, yeah. we always get that like relief of going back. And I think me personally, like uh, thinking about like the projects that I work on and the relationships that I've that we've been able to kind of like finesse across across the country have been amazing and have been great to kind of give being given the opportunity to be out here so often. Right. But that's always the question for me of like, would I really be able to survive out here? Like you're talking to a 28 year old man who like does not have his license. Yeah. You know, and that's a huge deal in right. L.A. Right. I ride the orange horse, the the iron horse, you know, with my with my good old Metro card, Metro card, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So it's always kind of like as an artist, wondering. I, I helped what a if. friend of mine. He was like thirty three at the time. Learned to drive here. <laughs> he, he he grew up in New York. He didn't know how to drive, so he had to learn here. Yeah. And he was yeah. Was, that shit's really real, and I you know I think like obviously New York versus L A. I think the weather in L A. is ten like a million times. Yeah, better I mean, New York weather. Yeah, uh, nice. the beaches are way better. Beaches. Like, I think a lot of what you said about tacos. Things you. Yeah, I mean, not to say I haven't had some banging ass tacos in New York because I have, but like you have yeah. to be knowing the spots. You can't just go into any place and get banging tacos in New York, but. I do think that the difference is... Yeah, you just have to know what year it is here <laughs> or, or know what day it is, like, yeah. and you can find a good taco. A good taco anywhere. <laughs> um, and I, I honestly, I think that having the access to nature and different, like, elements of activities mm -hmm. that you just don't get in New York, like, yeah. lends itself for a different balance and experience that I think is important as an artist to have a moment of that. Right. When, when you think of stuff like that, like taking in the elements of like nature and the fact that it's always sunny over here do you find yourself that you were happier here even though you are dealing with the homesickness of not well, being in new york I, well i guess most of it is like you know i i'm a single guy in la and it's just like this is nice but it would be better with if it was shared with someone else. Oh, but you talking uh, about a boo? That's yeah, a, that's a whole another thing. thing. That's another so thing. what you're really that's trying to thing. say is as is cute, but it's cuter if you had a boo. That's right. When, right. I, when, when, when I did uh, the cross country road trip with my dad, he like turned to me and was like, "You know, I wish your mom was here." Oh. Like instead, you know. <laughs> Like you're 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 fun on a, on a car ride, Joe. But I, I want my wife here, yeah. and I, I I don't blame him. So what's going on in the love life of Joe Dozo? Oh, uh, not too much here in L.A. It's uh, I'm just been head in the game, focus, <laughs> and stay, just go on my hikes and just like how how lonely can I get? That's mm, the game that's I'm the playing. Game. Mm -hmm. You and don't it, be on the dating. You don't be on Tinder. No, no, no. What are you? What are your opinions on dating apps? Uh, it's uh, it's not my s the story that I want mm. for me. Aww. You know, you want to be riding in the sunset with your son and look at him and tell him, "I wish your mother." Again, your mother, I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge optimist, and and I've I've manifested pretty like cool things in my life. Finding a a, a girl in real life is not that far off right. from my imagination right, right. and yeah. it, it, it excites me more i think it, it would you know be you know. 
That's me. <laughs> I definitely say all the time. I'm like, damn, I'm 28. Like, I'm out here trying to make this happen, but I would not mind having a man by my side right. while I was doing it. Uh, Just so when I come home and I'm like, you know, recording was annoying. Like, the equipment was acting appropriately. Up. Like, <laughs> feel better. Like, I definitely uh-huh. could use some relationship in my life so i understand i just want to i just want to show a girl my stuff oh you want to play me you want somebody to sit in the sandbox with him so he could show him the toys show them the toys these are my favorite things these are all my favorite things i make sweet (laughs) sweet music with them that's right and drink lemonade and lay in the pool yeah that's right la yeah la is a cute situation for a relationship for sure yeah. That's cool. It's also fun to be sad here because it's so sunny. <laughs> it's also fun to be <laughs> sad. It, here. It's really fun to be sad here. It's like, oh, I'm feeling depressed today. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to the park. Right. <laughs> Just have right? a nice day. Right, and you can like try to have a nice day. Uh, this is my last question. Sure. The, what did What do you notice? And that kind of popped up in your interactions with people, e- even though they're not romantically, um, whether it be artistically or whatever. What are the differences between having interactions with n- people from New York and then having interactions with people who are from here? Uh, it's fun. Um, I, I, like, I, I like figuring out the game of conversation. Uh, sometimes I feel I'm too weird. You know, sometimes I, I come at L.A. people like with a, a little, like the, the, the gas pedal is already like too hard, pressed down too hard. So I dial it back, and because uh, well, my my whole thing with the conversation is like I just want to make people laugh, um, also cry if, if I'm playing like a like music or dance, you know. I just want you know that want type of that that reaction. Um, so like trying to make an LA person laugh is is funny because they don't get sarcasm. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> That actually kind of makes sense. New York uh, sarcasm is is a, is a shared language. Yeah, for sure. So, do you find that things conversations are more transactional in LA than they are just like pleasant, good old conversations? A little bit. Oh, I I, I, I try to demolish that as soon as I can. It's like, oh, you want something from me? All right. Well, no, this is what I want to talk about. Right. I want to talk about you, my friend. Yeah. I want to know who you are. <laughs> I don't want to know what you do. I want to know who you are. So. Nice. Awesome. So speaking, that sounds like when you spit in games. So moving into our Dame Luz, right, where you give us some light on something. I personally, for whatever reason, have never been with a Filipino papi. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know, like, what the flavor is. I don't know what the traditions are. But, Joe, like, what is the flow, right, of a... Of a Filipino who's trying to bag a bag a girl, bag a woman, or or a person, whatever your pres- a, preference a is. Filipino bagging. People. Yes. How do we do that? What's the swag? Because Dominican dudes, for example, yes, are like known for spitting this <coughs> game and being all smooth and whatever, but really they're lying and they're all players. So like, uh-huh. what's the Filipino thing? I don't know. If, I don't know if Filipinos are players. I I, cer- I certainly am not. I don't think. Mm-hmm. T- let me know if I'm a fuck boy. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Because I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Um, but uh, Filipino boys, it's hard to know. I'm. A, I'm. A, I. I feel like I'm. I'm not a stereotypical Filipino boy. Mm-hmm. I'm very like. I don't know. Can I, you I, speak to what what the stereotype is in your culture, or not? Nah? 
Um, not really. I think uh, you know. I, I just see. I, I just see. I'm, I'm thinking about the people in my life, and I and, and and everyone has like these individual experiences, and I love them all. Um, so that's what I. That's my main takeaway. Is just like, if a Filipino guy will love you. Mm. Oh. I love that. And make me pancit. That's right. I fucking love pancit. And what is that egg roll with the maduros in it? Egg roll. Yeah. It's like a. I think it's a dessert f- that you Lumpia? guys make. Yeah. Is that what it's called? That uh, it has probably. platanos, plantains in it, um, sweet ones. Yeah. And it's like rolled in an egg roll type dough, yeah, fried. The best. The oh best. My God. The best. My mom's. My mom always says like, "Oh, the Americans love this dish." <laughs> it's called what? Uh, lumpia. Lumpia. Sweet rice balls? No. No. Anyway, I'll look for it later. Just <laughs> Theron, Theron. Theron, Theron. That's it. Tyrone. 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 T-U-R-O-N. Nice. Oh my God, it's yeah, so good. Theron. Yeah, that really looks delicious. Looks like a good brunch little thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would think so too. Because then they put like a certain syrup over it too or something That's like right. that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I've made those before. So yeah, if uh, if you're looking for a Filipino boy to make you a little tarong, there you go. Yes, you and some lemonade. <laughs> and some lemonade <laughs> with some pancit. Don't forget the pancit. I got a pool. I got some pancit. I have some Easter pancit in my fridge right now. <laughs> 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 so, I guess I'm more Filipino than I thought there I was. <laughs> well, Joe, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's my pleasure. Tell us where we can find you on social media. On Instagram only. At Joe Endozo, J O E E N D O Z O. And um, uh, I have a website, joeendozo.com, where you could see my um, music stuff. And what yes. are you working on right now musically? Uh, I, well, I, I work with um, uh, a partner of mine uh, where we, we, are, we call ourselves Hot Fun. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a, I'd say actually it's, a, it's like whimsical disco. Nice. So it's, it's fun. Awesome. And uh, we're working on, on our first album. Amazing. Does it have a name yet? It is. I haven't. I, I'm not gonna say Ooh, it just cold yet. Boredom. Yeah. Cold boredom. Cold <laughs> boredom. No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you cold can play. Find, cold, cold play. You can find us at Ladies Who Bronche on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find us at Ladies Bronche on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys. Yes. This has been my favorite day. Oh yes. Yes. We're about to go jump into this pool We're right now. I think so. Into yeah. This pool, and until next time. Bronche. Woo-hoo.